Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break, where we help homeschool moms gain confidence and know that they are doing enough in their homeschool. We are in the middle of a three-part series on uh, the most important real-life skill there is, which is love. This is learning for us how to love others well and accept love, but it is also um, teaching our kids as well. And so last week I began our series on 1 Corinthians 13, and I, I'll review it in just a second, but I do need to tell you and stay to the end, but I'll tell you right now, if you are listening, we have some two resources so as you listen you might consider this is a good resource um, if you're listening to the live then tomorrow we actually have our valentine facebook uh, party and that is uh, a link to that is in the show notes or on the description wherever you are watching or listening and today is the first day of our early bird registration for our life skills leadership summit this has been one of our most popular events well we only do two and this is one of the most popular ones because it's not just a general homeschool but it has some purpose and intention and that is to help us raise our kids to lead well to influence and impact the world for jesus christ and to give them real life skills so that's why i'm talking about relationships that is a life skill and we have got 25 or 30 speakers and over 50 sessions on life skill track in leadership track. I'll talk a little more about that towards the end, but let's just dive in to what is this skill on love. All right. Tell me um, wherever you are listening to, what is the one thing that you think of when you hear love if you want to teach your kids? What what is it either positive or negative? You know, last week we sort of looked at the negative side of this. And what we talked about was that a lot of times if we aren't loving, but we're doing all these activities that are Christian, that are good, that are moral, but without love, they're really nothing. God says we're like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if we don't love and we know everything and we know all the answers to all the kids' questions, but we have no, we have love, we're, it's really worth nothing. He also goes on to say that maybe I sacrifice myself for my kids or my husband or whomever. But if I don't love, I've gained nothing. They've gained nothing. It is worth nothing. So let's dive in today and see what it is that um, love truly is. So 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to do a little paraphrase and then we're going to back up and talk about the first three character qualities. Love is patient and kind. It is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude or demand its own way. It is not bitter or angry and it does not keep a record of wrong. That one is a hard one when people have hurt your feelings or betrayed you or rejected you. Love rejoices in the truth, not evil. Love never gives up, never loses faith, always hopes, endures through all circumstances, because God's love never fails. You know, God endures no matter how much I fail him, no matter how much I sin against him, he never gives up on me. And I think that's really important. A lot of times we, it's easier sometimes for us to um, apply that to our own children than it is to our own spouse or to other adults or our mother-in-law. We have all these expectations to our own kids. You know, we could be faithful to the end if they are doing things against us because we love them so dearly. Why don't we do the same thing in our marriages? Why don't we do it with our families and our friends? Why do we give up on people? 
We're going to talk about that next week, but let's just talk about this. Love is patient and kind. You know, when I am in a difficult situation or someone is really getting on my nerves, a lot of times that's the first thing that comes to my head. Love is patient and kind. Carrie, be patient. If the waitress is not bringing our food out quick enough, you can say something, but you can still do it in a kind way and patiently. Um, you know, one of the times I know that I am very impatient is driving. I'm just like, why did that person get in our lane? Why is he so slow? I don't know about you, but I don't like having to wait. I also don't like waiting on God to do things in my life. And yet, when I wait on God, when I rest in Him, I am being patient with Him, and I'm really surrendering to Him because He has the better picture. He knows so much better than I do anything. So we need to teach our kids, and we need to model it ourselves that we are patient and kind. What do they see you doing? Do they see you talking to the other cars like I do and did with my own children? What do they see you do with your kids? Do they see you getting impatient with your kids? If you are modeling impatience, they're going to do the same thing with their five-year-old friends or 15-year-old friends. They will be impatient. So I think it's really important that we take a step back. I will give you one clue that has really helped me. And that is pretty much an excuse little noise. I'm babysitting my little one-year-old. I thought he might want to come up here and get in the picture. Deacon, you want to get up here? Want to come up here? Nope. Um, uh, oh, lost my train of thought. Um, being patient. One of the best things I have done is to pray 1 Corinthians 13 every morning for our family. You know, when I pray that our family, and I run through everyone's name and grandkids, and I'm like, Steve, the Ortegas Awards, Hunter and I, that we would be patient and kind, not jealous and boastful and proud. When I say that out loud every day to God, and I've been doing that for five years, Patient and kind is on the forefront of my mind. I start to see when I am not patient. I had a friend that said, I don't pay for patience because I know God's going to give me a time that I have to practice patience. And yet, I have so much more joy when I do show patience. So, something to think about. Another thing that I have done with my grandkids, and I guess I did that with, with the kids too, is there's a little song from the music machine. Oh my gosh, 60s, 70s, 80s movie um, that's uh, a little snail that's really slow and he's like have patience have patience don't be in such a hurry well i sing it with my grandkids when they start complaining or something i'm like have patience have patience don't be in such a hurry and they actually know this song when you get impatient you only start to worry and it goes on um you can look it up on youtube but um and i'm not a singer so that's probably completely off key but those little things can remind our kids that love is patient and we need to show that to them. So first thing, find some ways to, and you might even find some situations that encourage them to be patient. Maybe they get a little frustrated and you can say, what is love? How, does, how are we supposed to treat? God is patient with us, so we need to be patient with others. The next thing is love is not jealous. Um, you know, this is a question that was posed to me about a year ago, and it's, can I genuinely be happy when others have something that I want? Hey, Christy, <laughs> those noises are such a blessing. I never mind when people have kids around. Me neither, and I don't even mind it in church. Now, I know some singles and the college kids are like, that's too distracting. I'm like, it's beautiful. That's the next generation coming up. But anyway, thank you for saying that. And I just found my comments. Facebook just changes things everywhere. Okay. 
Can I genuinely be happy when others have something that I want? Someone posed that question to me and I really began to wept a, a year ago because I thought, no, there are things that I am yearning for and they're not all selfish things. They are yearning for other people's souls to walk with Jesus again. That is a good thing we, we want and it's God wants people to be reconciled with him and to not walk in selfishness and self-centeredness. And so that is really important. But sometimes I can be jealous, you know? For those of you that don't know my story, I'm not going deep. I'll share it towards the end of the summit. But um, I am guilty of being jealous of certain marriages when they have been reconciled, wishing that my own marriage would be reconciled. And I'm like, why not God? You are a God of reconciliation. And it hurts, you know, and yet that's wrong. We need to not be jealous, you know, like having a big house, having the perfect car, that really doesn't matter to me. I mean, I have a nice house. God has blessed me. And I guess if I lived in a teeny tiny apartment, I would be happy too. I mean, I am very blessed with the home that I live in, but I do need to realize there are things, they're not necessarily physical things. They are more emotional things that I can become jealous of. And yet, for me, marriage is such a blessing. A friend of mine and I were playing on our 24-hour prayer chain this weekend for our church. We were um, There were about six of us together for the first hour. And my part, I was assigned family. And so um, I shared some stuff. And then I sat down with my friend, and we had about 10 minutes to pray. And then the next person pops in, and we pray about another topic. Um, and I... I started weeping again as I was praying that just thank you, God, that marriage is a blessing and we just need to appreciate it so much and never take it for granted and never put marriage above God. We just need to stay focused. I'm not going to get in a big marriage situation, but I had to realize that I truly had a jealousy issue and that was not showing love as well. Another thing I have a friend, I have a friend, she has never been able to have kids. They're about 15, I guess, I don't know, 12, 15 years of marriage. And she now has five kids. Within two years, she had five kids through foster care adoption. Um, and at, towards the end of getting all five kids, what her best friend had a surprise pregnancy with her third child. They weren't going to have any kids. Their youngest was off in kindergarten and everything. And all of a sudden it was a surprise baby. And I had to ask both of them. I was like, how did you handle this? She's like, no, I was really happy for her. And so that to me is so important that we also, we, again, we, we model it that we can love people and accept people and not be jealous. If we're doing this within ourselves, we should be able to teach our kids too. And when they want something that someone else, is, else has, then we need to realize that we need to walk alongside them and help them as well. Now, we're gonna sort of just stop right there. Next week, I am going to talk about, I'm looking at this. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll stop right here, um, and then we're going to talk about not being proud, rude, or keeping that record of wrong. Um, I do think it's so important. It's so easy for kids to be selfish because that's their nature. It's so easy for me. Love is not selfish. Look for ways over the next few days for this. When are you impatient? When are you not kind? When are you jealous or envious or even proud or rude? We're going to Throw all those in together.
Excuse me, you may not be rude, but we do become selfish a lot of times. And so look for things and how God might change. Maybe even write out 1 Corinthians 13 on an index card and put it in front um, by your kitchen sink, in the car, wherever you are, bathroom mirror, and pray that every morning. And then pray 1 Corinthians 13 at breakfast every morning. Start your day out with 1 Corinthians 13. Now that I'm saying this, I really wanted to do a 14-day love challenge. I haven't had time to, it's all up here, but I haven't had time to put it out. So I'll do that next year. I've been working on this summit. What I am going to do is I'm going to offer a printable with 1 Corinthians 13 in it. And the way that I pray it personally, I take that scripture, I personalize it every morning, and then that would be something that you could pray at breakfast every day for the rest of February. And you may just want to keep praying that. If your kids hear that prayer, that truth every day, that truth will set you free from all the sin and bondage, and it will help to set your kids free as well. All right, I do have a couple of things that are free. Y'all are always wanting to free things. Tomorrow we have our Valentine Facebook party, yay. And we'll have some freebies, some giveaways, lots of fun things in there as well. And some ways that you can encourage your kids. A Valentine's Day can be a fun time. It can be a sorrowful time, just depends on your situation. But next Tuesday is Valentine's Day. We always had a grand celebration. It was always a family celebration. We included our kids because that's just how I grew up up. So we're going to have lots of ideas what you can do over the next week as well as some free printables and some resources for you. And I have a link in the description or the show notes wherever you're listening. The other thing is go get a free ticket to our Life Skills Leadership Summit. It is 25 to 30 speakers over 50 sessions. It is in two weeks starting on February 20th. Starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. Goes till 7 or 8 each night. We have hourly sessions. Brand new. Two brand new things. We have a prayer room every afternoon at 4 o'clock Central Time. My friend Meredith Curtis will be opening that up. It is private, confidential, and in our Zoom room, not here in the um, Facebook page. And so it will not be recorded either. I just really feel like this is so important, and families and marriages need this. The other thing is we have a private podcast. It will come out um, later this week or first in next week, and that is for our VIPers. We might call them our Vipers. Um, so you can go get your free ticket, but if you would like to upgrade to VIP, you get a private podcast with every session. Some are already recorded and getting into the podcast. Some are not. Some will be added as they're presented live. All of them will be there. You'll have them for a whole year. Listen on the go, in the car, while you're walking. If you go work out. I love podcasts because I don't have to be near a computer or even, well, I do have to have my phone, but they're just so easy to listen to. So that's exciting. You get lifetime access as a VIP. And I will tell you right now, if you decide you want to upgrade, to VIP, do it this week because the price goes up every week and you will be sorry and you will have to pay more. And it, if you see 20 or $25, you better grab it this week because that price is gonna disappear. Um, anyway, I love it. You're gonna hear from Andrew Pudua, IEW, Steve Demi, Demi Learning. Britton LaTulip has been in almost all of ours and he talks all about greatness and leadership. Um, then we have a variety of people. We have some life skills. We'll be covering business skills, communication, um, relationships, and time management, hands-on activities. We have a whole leadership track, a life skills track, and then we have teenage. 
I probably we probably have half of ours uh, that are ones that teenagers would want to come and listen to. So we are inviting you, mom and dad. We are also inviting your teens to join us as well. You will be so encouraged, and I believe you will walk away with the tools that you need to finish strong this year to gain confidence and know that you are doing enough and you are doing the right activities. Christy says, um, challenge accepted. I'm going to look for those triggers and start my day with scripture. I can tell you in the last seven years, I have completely changed the way I pray. Yes, the Holy Spirit puts things on my heart and I do pray that. But pretty much on a regular basis, I pray God's word back to him and I personalize it. In closing, I will leave you three scriptures that I try to pray every day. Ephesians 6, the armor of God, because he doesn't want us to love. He doesn't want us to have real life skills that we can have godly relationships. So we want to put on our armor. Number two, 1 Corinthians 13 that we're going through. And then thirdly, Psalm 51, which is a prayer of confession from David. And that's something we need to come to God and do that for ourselves and for our family. Christy also says VIP is a great way to avoid being overwhelmed and get the most out of the summits. I always upgrade. The other thing I forgot, VIPers, Vipers, you get instant access. If you get uh, VIP right now, you get instant access. You do not have to wait until February 20th. You can take your time. And I would love, and we may even have a little giveaway during the next week or two. I would love to hear from our VIPers which which ones are actually helping you right now? This week, you can go ahead and start during the early bird week and start to get the help that you need. Hey, thanks so much for spending time with me. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.